Say something first. Play the dragon. <laughs> well, folks, welcome back to episode number four of this Slay the Dragon mini series. This is, I mean, this is really the episode, isn't it? This is it. This yes, is the big one. Folks, get, get uh, as I would say in some of my Speed Mentor podcasts, get your safety equipment on. Get, get, your, get your helmet, your full body harness, your, your steel toe cap boots. We're, we're getting into it. Yeah, so this part of the hero's journey is all about entering the cave. This is where you go face to face with the antagonist, whether that antagonist is a dragon, whether it is a evil villain, whether it's a sorcerer, whether it's an evil wizard, whether it's a troll, whatever it is, this is where you go in. And I suppose actually in some ways, the reason we're doing this miniseries spiraled off the back of several conversations we were having about dragons and about one quote in particular. And this is something that I, I don't even know where I came across it, man. It probably was on podcasts. And I went home and we have this wee chalkboard thing on our fridge and I wrote it on my fridge. I just said, flip sake, that right there. That is something for me to really, really think about. And it's a Joseph Campbell quote. If you've been listening to the whole way through the series, you know who he is. He's one of the guys who kind of set up this whole hero's journey thing. And here's a quote. It says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. The day you said that to me, Matt. You remember we were yeah. down in Hollywood yeah. um, in the yard. Um, coffee, coffee yard, cave, yeah. Coffee yard. And we were actually discussing my particular dragon. If we want to just jump straight into do it, man. this. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we were discussing my particular dragon. The, the equipment bought for the podcast, six weeks. Um, I know we followed up with another conversation because I was afraid of my own intonation, the sound of my own voice, etc. But you said that to me. And it just made so much sense. Mm. You know, there, there's the fear and... I, I talk to other people about it all the time, but the treasure is on the other side. Once you can slay that fear, slay that dragon, slay the thing that's holding you back, when you get through it, that's when it all happens. Absolutely. And there's another quote. It just came in my head there. It's a, the same thing, just reset. I don't know who said it. Uh, apologies. Um, but it be, they basically said, everything you want on life, every good thing you want from life is on the other side of fear. Yeah, and the the beauty about it, for those that can actually adopt this into their lives, so few people do it. Mm. This, this is why there is so much treasure on the other side of it. Yeah. You know, people just think there's a wee pot of treasure. Uh, it's one we fear or something like that. But you see, when you start conquering this stuff, so few people actually do it. That the treasure on the other side of it, because it's thin air, mm. it's the extra mile, it's the last mile on the road. It's the the place where there's so few people are, the people who are slaying these dragons. Um, the treasure is huge. Yeah. Whether it be just for confidence, whether it be for business opportunity, whether it be for perception of other people who say, look, we're, we're, we've both got podcast series. People <laughs> listen to the podcast series think you're elevated to another level because you've been through a process of working out how to do that, slaying your own demons, your fears about doing it, about getting your voice out there. And you've done it. Mm. So you're just lifted another layer. That's part of the, the treasure. 100%. And, you know, a lot of times in the old stories, it really was a physical manif- mm. manifestation. Yeah. But the interesting thing about that is even in all those old time stories of dragons and knights and everything like that, usually, if the, now this is where I'll be a bit biased, if the writer was good, yeah. they will have set it up in such a way where actually the hero isn't just facing 
this kind of force of evil, but they're also facing something about themselves. Mm-hmm. And in our kind of more modern world and more modern storytelling, you know, if you think about um, Christopher Nolan's Batman and the whole rise of the anti-hero, our heroes have become much more complicated as yeah. we have become much more complicated, you know, with our, our mental thoughts and the way all that sort of works. But even in Star Wars, there's this bit where Luke Skywalker, I think he has a dream. This is my favorite of all time, by the way. And Star Wars bit. He's fighting Darth Vader in the dream. Mm-hmm. And then he peels back the mask, Darth Vader, and he's fighting himself. Yeah. And I think a lot of the dragons that we face in our lives, at our core, we're actually fighting with the person inside. And that's us. And sometimes if we're not careful, and we do this naturally, but we can make enemies, almost fabricate people we don't like. We can um, even fall out with members of our family. We can fall out with you know business partners because actually there's something we see in that person that reminds us of the person inside that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff in there about self-hate and self-loathing and, mm-hmm. and you know being critical of others is actually a reflection of yourself. Richard Branson, his mom did something class. Have you done you know this story? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell it? Is this about this? Oh, well, you, you're the better storyteller. Is this, about, <laughs> is this about the journey home from school or she dropped them off? Is this about the mayor? I'll tell oh, mine, I'll you tell, tell yours, yeah. right? So anytime Richard Branson as a child was negative to somebody, mm-hmm. was being mean to, you know, brother, sister, whatever, his mother would sit him in front of a mayor for, you know, seven minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it was, and just said, Richard, whenever you speak badly of other people, it reflects poorly on yourself. And he would just sit there and look at himself in the mirror and that's what he would be thinking about. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a good kind of little picture of actually what the dragon is because you may, you know, you think the dragon is a big scary thing, but a lot of times it's actually, it's the person looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And there's another great quote I love, it says, the biggest fight I ever have takes place between my own two ears. Mm-hmm. And if you can figure out a way to slay the internal dragon, yeah. Uh, that often sometimes is caught up in some sort of big physical representation. It could be, you know, uh, getting on, um, doing your first TEDx talk or, you know, um, going and actually pay, like having someone pay you for mentoring the first mm-hmm. time, starting your podcast, whatever that might be. It's actually all to do with the internal world as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and people deflect it onto other people. So mm-hmm. they deflect it onto other, other successful people. And that's why you'll always hear um it said that, you know, you're, you're not having success until you have your own trolls, <laughs> um, which is certainly something I've experienced in that people, they look and they see maybe somebody who's having success prepared to actually take the pain of being, of failing in public, prepared to take the, the, the worry of trying to actually conquer something. Mm. And then somebody who isn't prepared to, to face that and still is staying in the shire, they start and they look and they start to look for little chinks in the armor mm-hmm. of the person who's out doing the hero's journey yep. and start firing a wee dart and they'll normally say they'll fire a wee dart and they'll say ah look he's full of himself or she's uh-huh. full of themselves uh-huh. um, because they don't have the courage inside themselves to say do you know what I'm going to put myself forward and go on that journey myself big time um, and so it's really their own personal weakness mm-hmm. um, that they'll deflect on to the person who's having the success which is the mirror image of the bit that they're afraid of developing themselves. Yeah, big time. Um, so it's a wee fascinating twist on it there. Big time. And all heroes face it. Yeah. You know, there's that moment where uh, 
have you ever heard that thing where it's like uh, a prophet is not welcome in his hometown? Oh, I say that in my podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that kind of, that's obviously again from the Gospels. <laughs> Jesus goes back to his hometown, Nazareth, and people turn on him. People yeah. hate him. Mm-hmm. They think, who does this guy think he is? Who's this magician think that he is? Running around the country doing wee magic tricks uh, to people. That's, it's funny because I say it in, in, in the podcast, says I, my greatest crime, because I, I, I say I'm probably outside of somebody's pop star or something like that. They've probably got more trolls and haters in Northern Ireland <laughs> than any, anybody else. So it was all certainly. And I say my greatest crime is being a prophet in my own town. Yeah. As I've said that in the podcast series. Totally true. Funny, fu- funny you say that. Big interesting. So let me kind of dig deeper a little bit into you. Mm-hmm. What are some of the dragons that you have faced? Yeah. You know what? This is, I can, the other day, just the other day, I just want to tell people the other day, if you are trying to go on a journey, see any journey these days, it is going to be tied up almost certainly in showcasing yourself in some sort of social media or digital channel or um, some way, because you're going to need to tell your story because people buy into that, okay? So I found something the other day from me doing a vlog from about four and a half years ago. Wow. Yeah, Yogi Berry. It was at Yogi Berry, started the Yogi Berry journey. And I can see the tension in my face. Mm. Now, nearly, if I do, no matter what I do now, one take, done, bang, doesn't matter. We're filming this morning for another thing, done, one take. But I can see the tension. I can remember how many takes were done to do that one vlog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you take that along then to the next stage of your journey, um, maybe later on podcasting. So podcasting, I really struggled with it. Mm -hmm. Like really, really struggled with it. I was doing recordings. And I was sending them on to you. I was going, there's no intonation in that. That's so monotone. I had this thing in my head. I'm just Mr. Monotone. There's no, nobody can hear any intonation. I'm not, nobody's going to buy into that. It's, it's not rich enough. It hasn't got the Matt Thompson sauce. <laughs> hey, how do you do that, Matt? And then you were saying, yeah, well, look, I've been there. Yeah. And look, I can remember my early ones. And You go back, you listen to my, you know, especially my first five or ten it's real. And I, I experienced what you're talking about, the tension when I hear it in my voice. I yeah. hear it. And, and sometimes even like, who was that guy? Yeah. Doesn't even, it, that's just it not doesn't me. even feel like just, me. Just doesn't even, it, and it definitely doesn't sound like, you know. Yeah. But the thing about it is, and you were able to tell me, yeah, I've been on that journey. Mm. And you get over that. You have, you just fear, you face that fear down. Release yeah. the thing. Because, do you know what, Gavin? It's actually about showcasing the journey. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is you want to get the episode 100 maybe <laughs> and go back and say, well, I lived on in 20 weeks <laughs> or something <laughs> crazy like that in my podcast um, series every Monday to Friday, folks, 7 a.m. Sponsored by So that journey, yeah. that journey of when, when Frodo, that's nothing to be ashamed of. That's mm. to be embraced. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Do you know how rubbish I used to be at this? You know how rubbish I was Honestly, in episode one. Yeah. You're only listening to episode 100. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still probably rubbish. You know, go back and listen to episode one. Yeah. And that, there's no shame. You know, it's let's try and be excellent, but don't let perfectionism, um, and perfectionism is a massive dragon. Yeah, I've yeah, done yeah. an episode on that. Perfectionism is sort of the curse or the procrastinators charter. They love, you know, it actually becomes a thing that you hold on yeah. to. Yeah. If I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do it at all. There's a great uh, thing that a guy called, big YouTuber called Devin Supertramp said at okay. the Power Video Conference in Belfast a couple of years ago. And he just said, and it's, you know, it's been iterated loads of times in kind of the startup Silicon mm-hmm. Valley world. And it's just very simply done is better than perfect. Yeah. And I think that's 
powerful, like, yeah, and you have to, you know, it's the fear because you normally now these days to do it, you you put it out there somewhere. Yeah. But that's the catalogue, mm-hmm. catalogue in the process. That's what gives you the secret sauce. See, when you've slain the dragon. Mm-hmm. So if you just turn up one day, okay, and nobody knows about your journey and they don't know that you're a wee Frodo with the flat feet and blah, 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 <laughs> and you had to go on a donkey and do this, go around that, you know, and duck on and you'd fear and all of that. Yeah. It's not a hero's journey. You yeah. can't impact as many people as you can if you actually showed, you know what, I was the boy in short trousers one day mm-hmm. and now I'm the freaking... Um, uh, paladin or the uh, in the in the armor and the blah yeah, blah blah because yeah. I built that and acquired that on my journey. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the start, I was just an ordinary wee person like everybody else. Yeah, like you're still an ordinary person once you've slain the dragon. But sure. the thing is, it's been able to show that. So don't hide. But I will say one thing, and I say one thing on this, and this is a um, Brené Brown. I don't know if you read any of her material. It's something I've thought about quite a bit. Because we're talking about vulnerability and fears here, mm. and I see it a wee bit, and I do worry about this a little, a little bit when I look at social people opening their vulnerabilities too early in their yes social. I really worry about that. That that can have a negative impact on their mm. mental health further down the line if they then can't showcase that I'm actually getting some success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see people opening very, very early. Yeah. You know, people may think, oh, Gavin, you've said lots of stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. been very vulnerable, and that's 100%. Yeah. Yeah, but I showcased um, some grit, determination and stuff in there first. Yeah. Before I got vulnerable. I'm not saying people shouldn't do it. I'm, I'm just a wee bit of advice. Well, no, you can, on it's, I'm actually glad you brought that up because um, Jackie, wonderful German wife, mm-hmm. She actually has really, really helped me in this area of my life because I've always been my. If you were asking me what my superpower is, yeah, I actually would say that it's um, authenticity, yeah, and being open. And I've always been incredibly open with anything I've been going through. Mm-hmm. And Jackie actually has taught me to hold back in the public domain. Yeah. Now with the, the private domain, let loose. Yeah. I have five friends in the world I tell everything to. I mean, every nitty gritty, dirty wee detail they know about. And I think everyone needs that. But for the public domain, sometimes to be working things out in the public domain yeah. is very messy. Mm-hmm. And it can send conflicting messages to people. And Seth Godin, he's had a, a blog post recently and it was really fantastic. And he said, in some regards in the public domain, you're there to add value and play a role now he said the word to give a performance mm-hmm. now you could easily attack that and say that's yeah. not being authentic that's not da, 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 da. but i would say to people look when you're public speaking deep down if we were all to be really authentic to ourselves mm-hmm. we'd be booking on the stage yeah. we'd be throwing up we'd be terrified mm-hmm. and you almost have you know and in that public domain whether you're on a podcast or whatever your people don't benefit from you really really just Stand on the stage saying do you know what exactly. i'm just wanting the book here yeah and they benefit from you pushing on and then having the story on the other book side is to tell. Throw up, by the way for all yeah. the, all the listeners outside <laughs> northern ireland book means throw up yeah like vomit just <laughs> and you know we're, we're going to talk about sharing the treasure yeah. in, in the next episode but you know various things i've been through in my own journey you know i talked mentioned about suicide yeah. at the start you know, there was pornography addiction has yeah. been a big part of my own story, which I a book about that, published my first book yeah. about, which obviously is massively uh, raw and massively authentic and a crazy thing mm. to come out with in the public domain. But the reality was I have walked through that hero's yeah. journey 
I had been through it all. I had learned about it. And not then the reason why it was time to go public with it was because it was time for me to empower other people who are going through that. But I didn't work that out in the public domain while I was in the middle of it. Because for some people, just like you were saying, you're in such a vulnerable place worry about that. that actually other people could throw you off. But here's the thing, and this is this is also the encouraging thing and also the scary thing about mm-hmm. facing the dragon. You may go in to face the dragon and you may get burnt. Mm-hmm. You may actually get your ass kicked yeah. the first time you go in to face it. And a lot of heroes' journeys are like that. Yeah. Any habit I've tried to change in my life, whether it's been a proper addiction or whether it's been trying to be on my phone less or whatever it mm-hmm. is, there's almost that moment where you go in and you poke the dragon and when you poke the dragon, all of a sudden the dragon wakes up and it comes at you with flames and it's roaring and it's so much bigger and stronger than you possibly could have imagined. I know a lot of people in Northern Ireland, a lot of people I've chatted to, it, that's, that's been their experience with drink. Yeah. They say, I don't have a drink problem. Drinks, no, no, no worries to me. It's just a wee thing I do on the side. And then they go in and they wake that dragon up. Mm-hmm. They say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop drink altogether. And next thing you know, they're realizing that actually they're dealing with a much bigger monster than they were um, mm-hmm. initially. No, well, funny, that's another one. I'm off. I'm alcohol free for 12 years. Yeah. So I've dealt with that dragon. And one interesting thing I can just, I was just thinking of as you were talking there is when you look at different societies, different cultures have different ways of looking at this. So in Northern Ireland, if you get burnt by the dragon, and this is part of my crusade, it's literally a fucking crusade. Sorry, it. <laughs> literally as a speedman turbot came out there. <laughs> You're probably surprised you haven't heard any more of that by now. The, the um, if you're my, as part of my crusade, so if you're saying America and you have a business failure, okay, and I do talk about fail the right way, etc. When you're failing, um, it's almost a badge of honor that you've actually been brave enough to face the dragon. Mm, that's so good, and, you know, and you get burnt to a crisp and yeah. you come out and you're absolutely wrecked. Do you know what they say in America? Fair play to you. Yeah. Fair play to you. Are you going to go again? Mm-hmm. And then you see somebody still supporting you. Yeah. And they're thinking about, are you going to go again? You mightn't be ready to go again yet, but that support's there. It's a badge of honour. Northern Ireland, if you've had a failure and you've been burnt to a crisp, told you so. Yeah. What did they say to you? Didn't I tell you it wasn't going to work? Mm-hmm. And they start chopping at your legs. You, I mean, you know, you're just a flipping crisp at the minute. And a burnt <laughs> crisp at that. And then it can be a chop, chop, chop. And you never face another dragon. Yeah. That can, might be the only dragon. If you don't slay your first dragon, mm. you may, you're probably likely in Northern Ireland not to face another dragon. So interesting. And, and that's part of where, you know, that my crusade across Northern Ireland is. I talk about, I have more episodes about failure in my podcast series than anything else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, be a stopper. It's okay to be a stopper, but never be a quitter. Mm. Okay. Um, be prepared to go again uh, but we have to create the ecosystem whereby people will pick you up yeah and say do you know what let's have a look why didn't it work yeah right maybe it was the wrong place at the wrong time maybe it was the wrong product maybe you just didn't go at it maybe you left yourself a way out rather than burn your bridges and go all in yeah there's so many reasons why you didn't kill the dragon that particular you just didn't bring enough artillery whatever it might be yeah, yeah. you didn't bring a big enough army yeah so how do we Get a bigger army. Ah, you tried to thing. go at it alone instead yeah, of going exactly, together, didn't you? You didn't understand that you shouldn't do this journey on your own. Um, so that's that's a big part. Uh, and different cultures can play really differently. Yeah, big time. It's funny whenever you're saying all that, I'm just having like, I'm I'm quite imaginative. I have like all these pictures going off my head of these people who slay dragons or they've tried to and they walk away and they've got scars and they've got bruises and they're maybe burnt or they're missing a hand or you know what I mean? They, yeah. But those are the people 
those are the mentors. Like mm-hmm. those are the people that the people run to because they look and they yeah. see. Look at this guy's battle scars. Look at this woman's. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 result or the proof that she's actually been through. You know, the the what am I trying to say? Been through the furnace herself. This is um, this is a really good point. I think I was talking about it recently. Is that you know, smart person learns from their own mistakes, but a really successful person learns from the mistakes that other people have made. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so if, good. You want, if you want to know all about business failure, talk to me. I know <laughs> I, Do you know what I mean? Uh, but I also know how to come back from it. Yeah. There's no point in talking to somebody who hasn't come back from it or yeah. hasn't been there. I can tell you how to avoid it mm. and other people as well. But um, that that wisdom and people who've slain many dragons, mm. yeah, that's that's the person you want on your side. And that's the thing. You, you raised a really good point. Like your first dragon's the important one. Yeah. Because... And I think a lot of people listening, maybe they're about to face or they're in the middle of facing their mm-hmm. first dragon. And if they can do that, like you said, or when just before we started recording this one, you're saying you kind of then get the dragon fever. Yeah. You get a wee bit hungry. You're like, you know what? I, I want to slay another dragon here. Yeah. So there's lots of, there's <laughs> lots of things going on. I'll pick another wee one there. Okay. So I slayed. Slay, slay. I don't know what right. it actually is. I've, I've been doubting myself the whole time. I, I, I've slain, slain mate. I've slain, mate. <laughs> I'm really going into Belfast there. But um, what can happen is that if you slay all your dragons, right? So during my 30s, so from 27, whenever I decided to get my shit together and, and really make something of my life and have a productive life and go on a journey um, of self-development uh, and personal development, from then on, I slay slayed every single dragon coming mm. I, that I actually believed I was invincible. Um, so by my mid-30s, I thought I was invincible. Yeah. Totally invincible. Yeah. Because every dragon had been just dispatched pretty easily. And then the Goliath of losing it. Then I realized, so I didn't protect the downside. So Richard Branson, when we talk about, he says protect the downside. I didn't think I needed to. Yeah. Because I had so much success. So if you slay your first one, you slay a second, you slay a third... This is easy. I'm the dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that that can be a dangerous place to go to. Well, there's plenty of old stories. I think the Hobbit touches on it slightly. One another one of Tolkien's books, of you know a wee town mm-hmm. uh, that they have slayed all the dragons. Yeah, and all of a sudden they stop training up dragon slayers. They don't sharpen their weapons. Nice. They leave them going, and then there's talk that there's a dragon, mm-hmm. and the king will maybe say something like. Oh, there's no dragons in this land. All our dragons are taken yeah. care of, whatever. And, you know, he's got advisors saying, no, no, we need to prepare, we need to prepare. And then it's only when the dragon is setting the town ablaze yeah. and it's too late that he realized, oh, man, we really, we really dropped the, the hat here, didn't yeah. we? And, and that's very true. That's when you're vulnerable, mm. when you've actually slain quite a few dragons. And if you've got lucky enough, like maybe I did on the first one, you topple it and you topple the second one. Um, uh, but, more often, maybe it's the reverse. Is the first one knocks yeah. them out, and that's the bit that I really want to to help Northern Ireland certainly with is to make sure that you come yeah. back for the second, and that there's a warm environment for people who have been brave enough to set out in that journey. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to get this out of my head, otherwise I won't be able to talk. Uh, I think it's like Gangs of New York or something, and Leonardo DiCaprio, his character's got a class quote in it. And it's just like, it's a funny feeling being brought under the wing of a dragon. Yeah, It's much warmer than you think. Uh-huh. And th- what that speaks to me of is actually sometimes there can be negative mentors 
mentors that look like Gandalf, but actually they're dragons in themselves. Wow. wow. They, Wee, are you listening, <laughs> folks? Are you listening? Uh, I could really talk on this you, one. You know, right? again, um, the, I suppose like the, 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 the kind of more traditional way to say that would be, you know, the wolves and sheep's yeah, clothing. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's the people maybe that are close to you. You think that you've got a Samwise Gamgee, but it's yeah. actually a Schmeagle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a weak Olam who's there to trick you. And wow. you know, dragons can... Uh, they can put a suit and tie on yeah. and, and trick a lot of people. It's funny actually with Dragon's Den. Actually, I never thought about it in that yeah. way, but obviously it's talking from a different perspective. Yeah. But no, I I'm not I'll not be drawn too much into that. Uh, I think it speaks for itself and yeah. people have to work that all out. Um uh, who they have and what they have. I call them anchors and wankers. <laughs> but, um uh, in my podcast series and uh look, you have to you have to think who's on your side. If you're, if you got a vampire uh, <laughs> that just looks all powerful, yeah. Um, but actually, it's a bit that's holding you back. Yeah, big time, big time. So I think this whole talk of dragons and everything, really, it's about. Well, I was going to say it's about fear, but another we think jumped my head there. Even if you're in that season where you think you've you've slain all the dragons in your class and you know the land's safe, like. You know, and you've experienced that feeling of invincibility and feeling like a superhero. Mm-hmm. And I've been there in yeah. various other ways in my own life. But life is incredibly fragile. Mm-hmm. And you just, you can be completely blindsided by something. Anything could happen. You know, I was with a guy the other day and there was a, you know, a really sudden death in the family. And there's those wee dragons and those wee fires that will pop up. No matter how well you've got your life sorted, no matter mm-hmm. how much, how, you know, how much discipline you have, how much... Uh, experience you have in the past as land dragons those wee things will always be there and that's what we were saying really at the start of the series the hero's journey is ongoing you never ever end yeah. it's not like you will get to the you know to the finish line and that's you and you're sipping Mai Tais for the rest of your life even if you do exit your company with your 40 million mm-hmm. and you live in Thailand and you're sipping your Mai Tais you can never escape the kind of the jurisdiction of a dragon yeah. it's always going to be there Funny, whenever I started my journey in personal development, um, it's 22 years ago now, and it was just one huge goal, uh, or and one very simple, well, I've talked about it before, was just to um, grow every single day. Mm. That was actually the thing that I started with, the one thought, as 22 years ago, um, was to grow every single day. So I'm just going to jump in really quick here, I don't want to interrupt you, but this is something I actually wanted to say for this episode. When people ask me, like, what is my cave that I enter into? In some ways, I actually enter into my cave every single day. And my cave is actually sitting down at the writer's table and writing. And you see, almost everything in my life mm-hmm. will try to prevent me from sitting down with just me, not for, not working for clients, yeah. you know, not any commercial work, that stuff's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's the personal work, it's the deep work, it's the thing that I it's the novel that I'm working on. It's the short story that I feel just the world needs to read. The hardest thing in the world. It'll feel like all the fires in the world will just go just to try to get me away from doing that thing. And for me, entering the cave and slaying the dragon, it's actually a daily thing. And I think I'm very young. I haven't experienced a lot of life. I haven't experienced success in, you know, of a massive scale or anything like that. That's not true, by the way. (laughs) But I have started to see that the great heroes the great writers, the great directors, the great businesswomen, the great artists, no matter you know what you want to say, they have learned that slaying the dragon is a daily thing. It's an ongoing thing, and it's a process. 
And for me personally, I've noticed something really, really interesting. I promise you, Gavin, like this is this is God's honest truth. See, I now get up for an hour in the morning and I write just for me. That's my rule. One hour, I set a wee timer and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's not any commercial work. It's not even for, it's whatever I feel like I need to write that day. And do you see when I am in a rhythm where I do that in my life? Everything else falls into place. Yeah. Now, life isn't necessarily easy, but my business goes well. My personal relationship goes well. My mental health is great. Mm-hmm. I'm even somehow able to, you know, exercise and becomes easy to me. But do you see if I don't enter into that cave, yeah. my life starts to unravel at the, mm-hmm. at the seams. I'm unhinged mm-hmm. if I don't do that. I think that's really interesting. No, that's really fascinating. I've just done an episode and some of the listeners, certainly on my podcast, will will know this. Maybe not as many on yours is the um, brand Tracy Eat That Frog. Ah, yes. You know, yes. So he has it as a frog rather than, than as a dragon. But the same thing applies. The big boulder that day, the most pro- your uh, key result area, your KRA, key result area, um, the big tough thing that you've got there each and every day, that's for you. Once that's done, mm. that's your biggest achievement of the day. Yeah. The endorphins start to go. Um, your exercise is easy because it's not <laughs> as tough as the thing you did yeah. um, earlier on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the day just goes and you know that you've nailed it yeah. in that first hour. And that's Eat That Frog, yeah. Brian Tracy, uh, a brilliant author uh, and thought leader in that space. I've never thought of it that way. That's really, it's smart. Yeah. It makes sense because once you slay a dragon, nothing. say a wee troll, oh my yeah. word, a wee troll's nothing. Yeah. A wee troll's just like swatting a fly at that point, isn't uh, it? 100%. Because the endorphins just go, you've done the big thing. You've got, that's your most productive item of the day. Yeah. It's top of your list. And uh, the rest of the day is easy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, funny, I've just done an episode on it. And cool. I said to myself, do you know what? There'll be people sitting at home going, ah, what have I got three or four frogs? And I said, just eat the ugliest wee bastard first. That's, that's what I said in the podcast. I just eat the ugliest wee bastard first. That's, so that's the one to start with. Yeah. And then the rest of the day is just, just easy. Yeah, that's it. No, 100%, man. 100%. So for the people listening, they may be facing a dragon. What kind of closing words of wisdom, pieces of advice would you kind of give them for that? Particularly those who are slaying that first dragon. Yeah, um, action. Just take action immediately. Um, I mean, somebody who's really, really hot at the minute in this space would be Mel Robbins. When we come across Mel Robbins thing and she goes five, four, three, two, one, and then just do it. So whatever it is, and for her at one stage, she talks about getting out of bed was difficult for her. She was mm. an alcoholic. Her life was in a really difficult place. And then she started with this thought, do you know what? If I just say five, four, three, two, one, and then do it, and then start either start that journey or slay the dragon or put the stuff in place that you need to do yeah. to slay the dragon. Um, so just action. I would call it massive action. Just do it. Do not procrastinate. Do not worry about it because the worry won't solve it. Absolutely, just man. Just won't get doing it. I'm just going to search for a wee quote here. Actually, you've triggered something in me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to search it here. It's very, very well known. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard it. I know mine probably certainly have plenty of times because it's all I talk about. Um, but the thing is, you got to be in the game. Mm-hmm. You got to go into the cave. You got to go fight the dragon because if you don't, it's just going to sit on your treasure your whole life. Could right. be your whole life. And I know plenty of people and it is the saddest thing in the world. And actually, my biggest it's my biggest fear when I see people like this. It's people who the dragon just dominates their life mm-hmm. and they've never, ever fought it. And they go to their grave, you know, with all that treasure kind of untapped. It's the saddest thing. But honestly, 
the, fa- the vast majority of people will end up leading their lives in that way. Because I genuinely believe that every single one of us has the potential to be out there slaying multiple dragons mm. all over the place, achieving huge amounts of things. And so few of us do. In fact, we talked about Young Enterprise Northern Ireland. I've worked with them as well. They're fantastic. I know they're right throughout the UK. But when I go into a classroom with six and seven-year-olds, I say to them, I do this as a wee test. I say to them, right, hands up who wants to have success. And then I ask them all what they want to do. Every single hand comes up. All right, mister, I want to be an astronaut. All right, mister, I want to be the next Harry Kane. All right, mister, I want to be a doctor. All right. And every single hand, they're all full of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what happened? You know why I do that? Because 10 years later, I see them and they're starting jobs with me in Spa or in Subway or something like that. And the ambition ha- has gone Yeah, already at 16. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's a, North Belfast can be tough enough in terms of lack of investment. That's not me having to go at anybody. That's just a fact. So yeah. I, I, what the hell happens between that 6 and 16 mm. that that desire to go out and slay the dragon, to become the astronaut, to conquer this, to conquer that, has already been knocked out of fast swathes of population. Yeah, man. And then it goes on, you know, for those that have still got it at 16, you know, then the next day, you know, it's peer pressure knocks it out of you. Then it's, what are you wasting your time for? Then yeah. it's drink, drugs, um, then bad relationships, all sorts of things. Yeah. Lack of investment in your area. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of hurdles can knock this out of you. Yeah. So that at the end of it, there's only a small percentage of people who are actually looking, seeking the dragons. But if we could somehow, Young Enterprise Northern Ireland, you talked about the impact it had on you. Yeah, big time. Interestingly, my daughter came home yesterday and said, Young Enterprise were in with us, Daddy. Nice. I just love hearing that. Because Brilliant, what those, uh, those uh, uh, guys do with that, they try and encourage people um, to hold on to that entrepreneurial or that spirit of achievement Yeah, um, from an early age. So absolutely fantastic. It's brilliant. So final quote here. It's, um, it's by Theodore Roosevelt. It's a very famous quote. It's quote all times, but it's called The Man in the Arena. Have you ever heard of it? No, go ahead. This is great. And I'll, we'll probably wrap this one up here with this, uh, this episode. It says this. It says, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the woman who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, great devotions? Who spends himself in a words he caused? Who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Mm-hmm. You got to get in the arena. Yeah. You yeah. got to get into the cave. You don't be ashamed of that defeat. When that dragon beats you, beats you know what? I'm going to get the next one. Yeah. Because there will be a next one mm-hmm. as long as you keep going. Absolutely. Then you turn into a dragon slayer. Yeah. Exactly. Then you do it for a living. People hire you to slay dragons. <laughs> and, and that's, that's when you're, you know, that's when you go from marking an hourly rate. I've just recorded an episode last night. That's when you go from marking an hourly rate um, to actually adding so much value into the world that people say, what is it that you want me to pay? Yeah. Here's here's the, the flipping um, bags of gold to go and slay the dragon because we know you're the person who can go and slay it. Yeah. 
because you've shown that you're the dragon slayer. Yeah. That's when your value to the world grows exponentially. Absolutely. And you're not going, oh, I'm trying to nudge my hourly rate from £20 to £25 or 8 to 10 whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, I'm excited for tomorrow then. Okay, folks. Last night. bit. Remember, it's your choice. Share the treasure. <laughs> share the treasure. Oh, share the treasure. <laughs> it's coming tomorrow, guys. Right. Tune in. Enjoy. Epic. I'm a man on a man.